Glory to God. Okay, so we're going to be in Matthew chapter 28 today. You have to hit the record if you want to record. You have to hit that little bar across the bottom. I guess. Matthew chapter 28. Hallelujah. We give God all the glory today. And we thank God that you are here in the house of God. We thank God that we're here together on this resurrection day. We thank God that he is truly alive. He is risen. And there is none other, none other that's ever done what our Jesus has done. There is none other that we can say the words that we're going to say about any other. He's the only one. And as he said, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. I'm sure a lot of people are probably sharing from this verse today, but that's where we're going to start. And then we have another another uh, chapter that we're going to go to. So we're going to start in Matthew chapter 28. Hallelujah. While you're turning your pages, say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We glorify your name, Lord. God, I just thank you, Lord, that we have a Bible today, that we can hold the word of God freely in our hands, that we can come into the house of the Lord still yet today and worship you, that we can we can assemble ourselves together in the name of the Lord as the day draws closer, Lord, that we can still abide by that and that we are able to do it lawfully, that we're able to do it openly, that we don't have, we're not forced into meeting in the basement or meeting in a, a closed behind uh, closed doors or sneaking around, Lord, that we're allowed to openly worship you and praise you. Lord, help your church and your body, your people to know that we have nothing to be ashamed of and there's no reason why we can't walk down the road just saying, praise God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, that we can still wear a t-shirt that says, Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Or John 3.16 or any, anything. We can wear t-shirts with scriptures on them. We can put bumper stickers with scriptures on them. We can do these things. Amen? It's, we still have free speech. Hallelujah. And so we can still speak the word of God. We can still cry aloud and spare not. Hallelujah. And we praise the name of Jesus this morning. Everybody there? Chapter 28. And I will just pick up in verse 1 so that we have our little background here for everybody that's listening. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake from an, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Now that stone was huge. It was huge, it was heavy, and it took more than one person to move it in the normal atmosphere. But here the Lord himself rolled that stone back with a great earthquake and an angel came and lit upon it. And his countenance was like lightning. He was so bright like lightning. And his raiment, his clothing was as white as snow. And for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. You've probably seen pictures of the angels sitting on top of the rock, or the, the stone that's rolled away in front of the tomb and the two centurions laid out on the ground as dead men. They were so fearful, they were so amazed, so, so shaken by his, the presence of this angel that they became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, now remember Mary Magdalene and Mary came to the tomb, and the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, don't you be afraid. Don't you be afraid. Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. 
He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. Now, the scripture this morning, the one that, that, that I've been hearing over and over and in my spirit this week, is that is just as he said. That's the way I kept hearing it said in my spirit. Just as he said that Jesus is risen, just as he said. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We serve a risen Savior this morning. And everybody all around the United States today and all around us are, are praising God because we serve a risen Savior. Hallelujah. The Christians and people are flocking into the churches today. And maybe early this morning they were coming together to, to say, you know, we serve a risen Savior. Praise God. And trying to, you know, re, re, uh, bring that to remembrance of even people who don't go to church, people that don't regularly attend. When I, I remember in school that there were people that went to church on, on like three times a year, special occasions. And I didn't understand that philosophy then, and I was lost and undone. And, and today I, I understand that, you know, churches make these big pushes to, to get people into the house of God. And this is one of them. So you, you go out and you invite people to come to the house of God so they can hear the resurrection message so that you can hear that we that Jesus is alive that he's the one that was resurrected he's the only one it wasn't Buddha it wasn't anybody else amen it was it's Jesus Christ he's the only one he's the only one but today what I'm hearing what, what I, I believe the Lord wants us to know this morning because we know we serve a risen Savior and we rejoice in that amen We've been praising God since our eyes cracked open this morning. We've been praising God all week long because we serve a risen, risen Savior. We say thank God for Jesus all the time. Amen? Amen. And I'm not belittling any, anything. I'm not saying anything like that. But, but God is speaking something to us this morning. And one of those things is, or the main focus, I guess, is, is that to say that he did it. He rose again just as he said. And I want you to catch this because what the Lord's saying to us is that if Jesus said it, he meant it. And that settles it, right? We've heard that message before, but he's, he did it just as he said. He didn't leave anything out. He didn't add anything to it. He did it just as he said. Jesus said he would come back, didn't he? Didn't he say he would, he would wake up, he would get up out of that tomb? And you can cross-reference that. You can go back and look. But Jesus told them. He was going to, on the third day that he would rise again. It's prophesied in the Old Testament that on the third day he would rise again. We have so many scriptures on, lined up on it. I'm not going to get into all that because we're already Bible scholars here. We've already read it. We already know. And you can go back and, and cross-reference and look it up. But I want you to know that Jesus is saying to you this morning that if he said it, he's going to do it. And there are some things that he's going to do with or without you. Whether you believe it or not, he's going to do it anyway. He's coming anyway. Amen? He said that he would come. The Bible says it was prophesied that he would come and he would be born in Bethlehem, a, a born of a virgin. Amen? And that he would be born like um, in a lowly state. And that he would be crucified. That he would do all these things. And all these things came to pass just as he said whether the people believed it or not. The people in the church world at that time, a lot of them did not believe it. They were the ones in the crowd crying out, crucify him. When he was crucified, not realizing they were fulfilling the very prophecies that they were saying were not true. Right? So we say, what God wants you to know, he's going to do it. 
He's coming again. And he, whether you believe it or not, he's coming. So you need to get ready. We need to tell other people. Well, they need to be ready. Amen. We're looking at things that are happening in history. And I know you've heard this before. My young people are probably, well, if, if they're watching, if they ever watch, they'll say, oh, we've heard all that before. But let me tell you, you've never, if you watch the news and you line the scripture up with the, what's going on in the word, it lines up more now than it ever has before. Amen? Amen. As, as born-again Christians, we're supposed to be expecting Jesus to return any time. We, we look for all these things. But he says a wicked generation looks for a sign. Right? So we trust that he's coming. We know that he's coming. Go tell somebody that he's coming. They didn't waste time. These women, Mary Magdalene and Mary, they did not waste time sitting around saying, well, let's look this up in the scripture. Let's see what it says. When the angel told them to go and tell it, they knew that Jesus had fulfilled what he said he was going to do. And they went and they told them. Amen. They went and they told the disciples. The disciples had a hard time believing it. But they knew, they believed it, and they told it just as it was. Jesus is risen just as he said, hallelujah. When we go on down through that scripture and you go on down through that chapter, you begin to look and you see where Jesus says in verse 18, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. You go therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Just as he said it. Amen. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe and to obey, that is, all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Don't doubt it. Just as he said it, he is with you always. Just as he said it. He rose again from the grave, crucified, tortured, beaten, hungry, thirsty, crucified hung there to die and he did taken off the cross they poked him in his side and stuff gushed out the side blood and water gushed out of his side fulfillment another fulfillment of prophecy they took him down off the cross laid him in a borrowed tomb and he rose again on the third day just as he said if he'll do that for you what else will he do? Amen? Amen? He took 39 stripes for every disease that was ever named. And they're still making up new ones. He took, every, he took the stripes for every disease that ever could be thought up. Every, every disease, every sickness. He took on the, the chastisement of our peace. Amen? There's nothing that he won't do for you. Nothing. He's already done it. He invites you to come to the table. There's a lot of talk in the political realm about having a seat at the table. God did that a long time ago for you and me. Amen? Jesus made a place for us at the table and he said, come and dine. Amen? He spread a table before us in the presence of our enemies. King David prophesied and spoke of it, that he has spread a table before us in the presence of mine enemies. He anoints my head with oil and my cup runs over. There's nothing that he won't do for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Just as he said. 
He is risen just as he said. I want to read to you out of Mark chapter 16. You don't have to turn there if you, if you don't want to. But it's um, just in the same story just told by Mark. So we're going to look at chapter 16. And I wanted to jump down to hmm, chapter 16 verse 7. But go your way and tell his disciples and Peter. <laughs> tell his disciples and Peter that he goes before you into Galilee. There shall you see him as he said unto you. Jesus said that you would see him. You're going to see him. Amen. Just as he told the disciples. Just as the angels told him to go and tell. And just as we know that Jesus said meet me there. I'll be there. He tell, he's telling us. I'm coming again, just as he said, when those eastern skies split open and you look up and you see Jesus ascending, descending, you will know he came just as he said. Amen. He's coming just as he said. Hallelujah. He's right here. He said, lo, I will go with you even unto the end of the earth, just as he said, he is with you. Amen. Glory to God. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 50. Well, this is going a lot faster than I thought it would. Psalms chapter 50. <clears throat> Glory to God. Just as he said. Lord, I just want you to think on that for a minute. What else has he said to you? What has he promised to you? What have you read in his word that you highlighted because the Holy Spirit moved upon you? What have you got written down? What have you got in your notes? What have you got in your journal that God spoke to you and said that he would do? Just as he said. Is there something you need to do? Is there something he said, if you do this, I'll do that? Yes, yes that's a covenant, right? What must we do to be saved? It's a covenant. Amen? Jesus made the sacrifice to seal that covenant. We have to do our part. What is our part? To repent, to call upon his name and be born again. To turn from our evil ways and turn to Jesus. Amen? Everybody there? Psalm chapter 50. I have to read the whole thing, so stick with me. Psalm chapter 50, verse 1. The mighty God, even the Lord hath spoken. Hallelujah, just as he said. Even the Lord hath spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God hath shined. From his holy mountain, from the place where God is. So that's what it means. That he has shown down his glory. Out of Zion, he has brought forth his perfection. What is the perfection of beauty? Oh my goodness, we could, oh, I could just dig into this so deep. When you think about where we are today, what we're celebrating today, what we're thinking about, meditating on today, the risen Savior, our crucified Savior is not crucified anymore. He is risen. He is alive. He has ascended into the heavens and sits at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for us. And yet he, is, he comes in. And cleanses us and makes us whole. He said, I will go with you. How does he go with us and be at the right hand of the Father at the same time? He sent the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because the Holy Ghost can be everywhere, all the time, everywhere. Amen. Hallelujah. So he is with us. Glory to God. Mm. Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty. 
God hath shined. Our God shall come, and he shall not keep silence. A fire shall devour before him, and it shall be very tempestuous around him. He shall call the heavens from above and the earth that he may judge his people. We are in the end times. Amen. The blood of Jesus has been shed for over 2,000 years. We are going to give an account. Every single soul has to give an account one way or the other. Amen. Will he see the blood applied? Will he find faith when he comes? Look at verse 5. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you've called upon the name of the Lord today, if you've been made Jesus Christ, if you've been made, if you have made Jesus Christ the Lord of your soul, the king of your heart, if you've allowed Jesus Christ to wash you and cleanse you and make you whole, the Holy Ghost drew you to an altar one day. Maybe it wasn't an actual physical altar, but he, you made an altar somewhere when you bowed your heart down to the Lord and you cried out to Jesus and said, Lord, save me. And you've made that covenant with Jesus Christ because he is the sacrifice. Jesus is the Lamb of God, sacrifice, slain from the foundation of the earth. The plan was fulfilled. He said, it is finished. There's a Greek word everybody's talking about. I'm not going to try to pronounce it. Maybe it's not Greek. And it means three different things. And I don't know if I can recall them right now, so Lord help me. But it those, those things that basically that I'm going to kind of paraphrase it. Basically what it means is when he said it is finished, he said, yes, it's complete. But it's like saying, you know what? You had a bill here, your mortgage, you're about to be foreclosed on. We were going to repossess your house, your car, your everything. And we're going to throw you in jail for fraud. <laughs> and Jesus stepped in, in the spiritual realm. He stepped in and he said, no, I paid every single debt. Amen. We're not talking financially. We're talking about the sin debt that you owed. Every single sin. Amen. He stepped in and he stood between you and death. He stood between you and hell. And he cut, he severed off all those chains. He broke those chains. The word there where he says that he broke the chains, it's like shattered them. They obliterate. They're just, they shattered every chain. Everything that bound you is broken. When he said it is finished, He's, he's saying that, that that account has been settled. Amen. Amen. We used to sing that song. An old account has been settled a long ago. I paid, I owed a debt that I could not pay. He paid a debt that he did not owe. Hallelujah. He is the living sacrifice. He gave himself for us. Amen. And now he is risen. Glory to God. Amen. Okay, move on. Verse 6, and the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is the judge himself. Selah. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually before me. I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy folds. For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon the thousand hills. Are mine, the Lord says. What do I need your sacrifices for? Thank you, Jesus. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. And he paid it all just as he said. Amen. 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 I know the fowls of the mountains. Look, this is this is the book of Psalms. 
This is way before Jesus was born. Amen? God has moved upon the psalmist here to pin down these words to let us know that he had it planned out for us all along, that he made a way where there was no way for you and me to be born again, to be washed in the blood. Hallelujah. Only by the, that only was uh, satisfied at the cross of Jesus Christ. Verse 11, I know all the fowls of the mountains and all the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine in the fullness thereof. God doesn't need us to, to bring him the best calf, the best ram, the best fatted sheep. He wants our lives. Amen. He paid it all. Just as he said. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving. I will enter his courts with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. We come in to his presence, whether it's in the house of God, whether it's in our home, whether it's in our car, whether it's in the street. We come into his presence, whether it's in our prayer closets or whatever, wherever we are, we come into his presence with thanksgiving. We bring him thanks. We wake up in the morning thanking him. We lay our heads on the pillow at night thanking him and giving him glory, thanking him. Giving him thanks. Look at that. Verse 14, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. He's not asking us to bring it. How many people showed up? At the house of God this morning, pulling a sheep behind them. We need to sacrifice this sheep. We got a, I brought a big old cow because I got a bunch of sins. Need to be satisfied. No, we didn't have to do that. Why? Because Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. Just as he said, he is risen. Just as he said. Hallelujah. And, upon, and call upon me in the day of your trouble. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord brought that out even in our opening prayer. That we need to call upon him when there's trouble. When we're troubled in the least little bit, call upon the Lord. Call upon Jesus. He is our Savior. He is our ever-present help in a time of need. He is our refuge. Let us call upon the name of the Lord. Let us cry out to Jesus. Cry out to the Lord. And he is right there quick and able to answer, ready and waiting for us. I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Call upon me and I will deliver you just as he said. Amen? Amen? Call upon him and he will deliver you just as he said. How many times do we look back over our lives that we called upon Jesus and he delivered us just as he said. And then we look back and we think, wow, I could have had this deliverance this much sooner. Whether it be 15 minutes or 15 years, if we had just called upon the name of the Lord like that. If we just meant it all wholeheartedly and gotten that deliverance, then we could have been delivered sooner. Does that make sense? If we had just lined ourselves up with the will of the Lord and stopped resisting, stopped kicking against the pricks and let God have his way. Amen. Just call upon me in your day of trouble and I will deliver thee and you shall glorify me. But unto the wicked God says, what hast thou to do to declare my statutes or that thou shouldest take my covenant in thy mouth? See, the wicked cannot do that. <clears throat> only we can speak of God's covenant because only we have experienced it. Only the born again. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Only we can say and speak of his covenant 
and really understand. That's why the world doesn't get it. That's why they look at us and shake their heads and think we're crazy. And that's okay. Jesus said that it would be that way. Amen. Just as he said, that's how it is. And when they come to it, when the Holy Ghost draws them, they'll go, wow, I used to think you were crazy. And now I'm like you. Amen. A fool for Christ's sake. Hallelujah. Look at 17. Seeing thou hatest instruction and castest my words behind thee. See, that's what a sinner does. That's what a, a, a person who is wicked does. They take God's word and they cast it behind them. They hate instruction. They hate, they can't stand to hear you even speak about what the word says. And that's why we need to be careful even about how the Holy Ghost, and let allow, let me say this again, reword that. Let the Holy Ghost direct us and not ourselves. Our flesh can get in the way and will speak things too soon. The word needs to be fitly spoken, rightly spoken at the right time according to the word of God. Amen. Seeing thou hatest instruction and castest my words behind thee. When thou sawest the thief, then thou contested with him and hast been partaker with adulterers. Now again, he's still talking to the wicked. When you look onto a thief, And then you consent it. I'm sorry, I said it, said it wrong. You consent with him. You see that somebody's stealing something, and instead of saying something about it, you just go along with it and kind of chuckle to yourself. Hmm. Lord, help us. Amen? So we don't make, make sure your heart's where it needs to be and make sure you obey the Spirit. When you see something like that, let the Lord lead you in where, where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do. And has been partaker with adulterers. Now he's not. Adultery is a sin. Yes. Absolutely. How can you partake with an adulterer? If you're not an adulterer in yourself. Well you can consent to it. You can, you can condone that behavior. When you condone that behavior. You become partaker in it. If you say well it's okay. You know it's, you're going to be alright. And you just say. You pat them on the back. And let them stay in their sin. You are just as wicked as they are. That's what he's saying. Some wicked people think they're not wicked at all because maybe they don't do bad things. But when they nod their head and they wink at it and they say it's okay and they, they go along with it, it's just the same, the same the, that sin is accounted to them as well. Amen. Amen? Amen? Verse 19. That was just a little teaching lesson for you right in the middle of this good sermon. 19. Thou givest thou mouth to evil and thy tongue frames deceit. Thou sittest and speakest against thy brother. You slander your own mother's son. Goodness. Verse, verse 21. These things hast thou done, and I kept silent. Thou thoughtest that I was altogether such and one as thyself. See, the wicked think that because God's not striking them dead, or because God's not saying something to them right then, that somehow God's okay with their behavior. That God's like, you know what? He, hasn't, he didn't strike me dead. There are Christians out there. People who go to church, people who, who read their Bible, who are dabbling in sin, and they think because God hasn't smote them or struck them down, that God must be okay with it. Look what he says. This is in verse 21 of Psalm chapter 50. These things hast thou done, and I kept silence. Thou thought, or I'm going to read it in modern English, I'm going to paraphrase it. These things you have done, and God says, I kept silent. You thought that I was altogether such and one as you. You thought I was like you. People do that all the time. They judge God by who they are, 
by their actions, by their thoughts, by the way they want to do things. That is not who God is. God is God. He is sovereign. He is the creator of all living things. He is the creator of every single soul on this planet that ever was created. And he is just and right and holy. And his ways are right. Amen. Amen. We must weigh our ways against his ways. And look at the word of God for how we are to conduct and conduct, uh, conduct ourselves. Not at our teachers, not at... Please, not politicians, not at, 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 at superstars or football players. We are to look at God Almighty. He is just. He is right. He is holy. His word only. His word only applies. But I will reprove thee and set them in order before your eyes. I will show you. I'm going to show you, God says. I'll let you know. God is so just and so right and so holy. He never lets anyone die without having an opportunity to know the truth. There is no way God has ever let any single person die without having an opportunity to repent. Amen. Nobody's going to go to hell without having had that opportunity while they were living to repent. Amen. Now consider this. Ye that forget God, lest I tear you in pieces, and there be none to deliver. Verse 23. Whoso offers praise glorifies me. See, he's done talking to the, to the, to the wicked. He's going back to, to those who offer praise. <laughs> yeah, now, now we want to say it, amen? Now we say, oh, look at this word of God right here. He says, let's be thankful. Hallelujah, I thank you, Jesus. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank God I can run. I can jump. I, he, the Bible says that David said in his old age, he said, he, you caused me to run through a troop and leap over a wall. You made my feet like deer's feet. Amen. You set my feet to dancing. Hallelujah. Woo, we need to get up and start moving around a little bit and praise the Lord and offer him thanks and glorify his holy name. Verse 23, whoso offereth praise glorifies me. And to him that ordereth his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. Remember last week when the Lord told us that, that, that we are to um, open up our, our mouth, sound the alarm, cry aloud and spare not, put the trumpet to your mouth. He told Hosea, put that trumpet to your mouth and make a loud sound, make it clear. If we will set our conversation right, I could preach a whole message on that, just that one verse right there. If we will set our conversation right, and how do we do that, Pastor? Well, first of all, you know, reading the Word of God Amen. helps to change our conversation. It helps, to, it begins to change the way we word things, the way we say things. It begins to change our thought processes, begin to change how we process conversation, begins to change. When we used to be in the world and you hang around, even if you're in the church and you begin to hang around worldly people, you're in the body of Christ, but you, hang, you, you start hanging around world, maybe it's just your job, maybe it's, and you begin to realize you're around the job people more than you're around God's people. Maybe, and I'm not saying job, all job people aren't saved, but you know, you begin to say, hang around this circle of people more than you're around the, the godly people. Your conversation will be, begin to change. The way you say things might begin to change. And that's why it's so important to get back into the word of God. To keep your conversation with God open. 
and continue to talk to the Father God and allow Him to talk to you. Amen? That's why it's so important to continue to praise Him and glorify Him and thank Him. Because the, I'm picking on this drum set today. <laughs> because this, this, this worldly section will begin to pull you down if you let it. What's the scripture say? Corrupt communication corrupts good works. Amen. We need to, our communication, our conversations needs to be right. Just, holy. Holy conversation before the Lord. Amen. Amen. If, if as born again, oh man, this is so good. As born again Christians, if we continue to walk in the Lord, then our conversation will be seasoned with salt. Our conversation will be led by the Spirit. And the things that we begin to say will begin to line up with the Word of God. Amen? Amen. And then people will say, you know, brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so said this to me, and just like they said it, it came to pass. Why? Because you spoke a word from the Lord. Because you spoke what the Word of the Bible says. Amen? In the end times, we are in the end times. The closer they get, the more, more profound they become, more um, magnified they become. People are going to begin, begin to say, I remember daddy told me in the Bible says that. I remember my grandma said that it's in the Bible, in the book of Revelation, that this is going to happen. And look, just like they said it, it's coming to pass before our very eyes. Just as he said it, he's going to do it. The Lord just highlighted this other scripture on another page. So I'm going to jump right on over there. And then we're going to close out. This is in Psalm chapter 51, verse 7. He says, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Glory to God. Just as he said, it is finished. He is risen. Just as he said. Hallelujah. Let's glorify his name right now. The altar is open. If you want to come to the altar, we'll pray with you. We would you know, anoint you with oil and pray over you. And let's, let's go ahead and close out the service and just give him some glory right now. Heavenly Father, God, we just praise you, Lord. We glorify your holy name, God. God, you are so good, so just, so right, so holy. And God, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus.